0: catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com hi you how are you doing welcome to Africa tech Radio. my name is lillian but you can call me your brown sugar it's time for tech untapped and because we are inching the end of the year i'm all okay <laughs> this year has been hot this year has been like a steam like a heater I have decided to tell you about some of the biggest tech news of the year 2023 and this is just part one because this first part will be the retrospective podcast for Q1, right? We'll be telling you some of the hottest tech news that broke in the first quarter of this year and I just want you to sit back, with us and listen because you need to know what happened in the year 2023 in the tech world all right there were some ups and downs massive layoffs there's some money making and some money losses so uh, all you have to do is just wait relax and buckle up because it has been quite a roller coaster ride all right we're starting off with this one right team apt that is a nigerian fintech company Uh, We have all been hearing about. Decided to ditch its name and go with the new name MoneyPoint. Yes, they are all about their flagship products now, and it has been amazing—an amazing year for them, really. If you go through the stories that has come out from MoneyPoint, right, it has been amazing. But in January, they decided that um, MoneyPoint is what they want to be identified as right now, and they moved their HQ to London, and because they said they wanted to be the a global player, they are also eyeing East and north africa for expansion they also said they're targeting those underserved markets and in 2022 they did really well with over 600,000 businesses on board the processing payment of over 170 billion dollars and growing revenue by a whopping 146 percent they even snagged an award from the central bank of nigeria and got a nod from cb's insight as a top global fintech oh and they launched the credit offspring dishing out over 14 billion dollars in working capital loans now with the rebrand they're gearing up to roll out new stuff like bookkeeping longer tenured loans and international payment collection they are on fire Let us switch gears right now and talk about Netflix. Netflix, the streaming giant, dropped the bombshell uh, by cracking down on password sharing in more countries, including Canada, New Zealand, uh, Portugal, and Spain, with over 100 million household sharing accounts. Netflix felt the pinch on its ability to invest in in the new contest. Now, users have to... They were told this year, beginning of this year, that they have to set a primary location for their accounts. And sharing is limited. So either you pay up or get your own account. And that is their new mantra. Social media, stability, exploded with user frustration. That was all about Netflix this year. But um, so people are always, always finding ways around it. Now, Google was also in the spotlight with the introduction of Bard. It turns out that a lot of people haven't heard of, heard of BARD in December 2023. But in January, they introduced BARD their experimental conversational AI service. Yeah. Sundar Pinchai himself made the announcement touting BARD's ability to combine the world's information with the power of large language modules. It is like of tea but with a twist. BARD can spill the tea on recent events, unlike its 2021 stock counterpart. Yes, as of that, January, it was still in testing. The robot is was is set to be here to revolutionise Google's search engine game, mm-hmm. and uh, we can't wait to see what it's going to be in the future. But right now, it is on fire. Meanwhile, Flutterwave, the fintech giant, had its own fair share of legal drama in 2022. However, in a positive turn of events, Kenya dropped charges of financial impropriety against them this early this year. They were accused of card fraud and money laundering, but they denied all the allegations and the court case came to a close finally early this year. That was a good news for Flutterwave and a sigh of relief after a very challenging period. They have been trying to claw their way back up and um we're seeing it happen. Just fingers crossed and we hope we have high hopes for them. Now about Jumia, right? Jumia, the e-commerce company, underwent a major shakeup. The supervisory board appointed Francis Dufay as the new CEO earlier this year after the exit of Jeremy Hodara and Sacha Boyd Now Junior has been on a journey towards profitability and the board seems confident that or they seemed confident that Francis is was the right leader for the job. Yeah, they had plans to reduce losses and improve fundamentals. So they started navigating the path to success under that, that new leadership. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But moving on, remember I told you about MoneyPoint, which was Team Act? Now MoneyPoint, right? Uh, MoneyPoint and Payday were making headlines. Initially, both companies denied reports of an acquisition. Yeah. MoneyPoint, a Nigerian business bank, and Payday, a new bank, found themselves in the spotlight after WeTracker reported the potential acquisition of Payday for a sum of $40 million. Mm. MoneyPoint and Payday insisted that it was a strategic investment, Rather than an acquisition, but whispers from the grapevine hinted that a deal might still have been in the works. Switching gears to 54 Gin, the Nigerian genomic company, it seems like they were going through some changes after a tumultuous 2022 marked by layoffs and leadership shakeups. 54 Gin was at it again. This time, they cut 25% of their already lean workforce, affecting. About 10 employees. The company, as I earlier this year, had less than 30 people, was under new management with Ron Charello taking the reins as CEO. The focus was shifting back to genomic research and it remained to be seen how those changes impacted their trajectory. Now, let's talk about some exciting news from the federal government of Nigeria when they launched a whopping $672 million fund to support young entrepreneurs in the tech and creative sectors. They had adopted the iDIS that is investment in digital and creative enterprise. The program aims to assist young Nigerians between the ages of 15 and 35 involved in creative, innovative and tech-enabled ventures with co-founding from the African Development Bank, the Islamic Development Bank, agents francois the development and private sector contributions. Now, this initiative was poised to create a whopping 6 million jobs. Kudos to Nancy for investing in the future, and we hope that this is not a sham, you know. <laughs> On the currency front, there was a bit of a saga with Nigeria's Naira Note. My name is Lilian. and you're listening to Tech Talk from Africa Tech Radio. Now let's talk about some exciting news from the federal government of Nigeria. They launched a whopping $672 million fund to support young entrepreneurs in the tech and creative sectors. They dubbed it iDICE, not dance, dice. That is investment in digital and creative enterprises. The program aimed to assist young Nigerians between the ages of 15 and 35 involved in creative, innovative, and tech-enabled ventures. With co-funding from the African Development Bank, Islamic Development Bank, among other places, and, of course, private sector contribution, the initiative was poised to create a whopping 6 million jobs. So, kudos, Nigeria, for investing in the future. I know a friend who says, for the future. We won't understand it right now until we get to that said future on the currency front there was a bit of a saga with nigeria's naira note (laughs) oh my gosh (sighs) i don't want to think about what we went through concerning this naira notes of a thing well after a supreme court ruling the central bank of nigeria finally acknowledged that the old 200 500 and 1000 naira notes would remain legal tender until december 31 2023 The court deemed the currency redesign policy unfair and Nigerians could use the old notes alongside the new ones. The decision came after weeks of confusion and long queues at the banks and people swearing for all that people and people not being able to go to work because no cash. I didn't go to work for some time because there was no cash, but it seemed the matter was finally settling. Now let's touch on NASPA's. Africa's most valuable company. <laughs> NASPAS made a strategic move by shutting down its venture capital fund, nasper's Foundry, as part of an effort to scale down operations. The focus will now shift to Brussels Ventures, its international subsidiary. Despite the fund's sunset, NASPERS Foundry will continue to manage existing investments in startups like Naked Insurance, Swift Sales and Planet 42. A shift in strategy to align with international approaches was cited as a reason for this move. And let me tell you something about Florida Wave, right? <laughs> We've said something before, but it is how the news progressed. So in a significant turn of events for Florida Wave, the Nigerian fintech giant found itself at the center of a major security breach. It was not a good year, a couple of years for Florida Wave. On March 5, 2023, news broke that Flutterwave had lost a staggering 2.9 billion naira through illegal transfers from its various bank accounts. Now, this was a reported story, right? They never came out to say, yes, this happened. Yeah. But the incident was reported by Flutterwave's um, legal counsel, Albert Onimole, to the Deputy Commissioner of the Police at the State Criminal Intelligence Department in Yaba, Lagos State. Now, according to his complaint, the hack occurred from February 13, with the illicitly transferred money making its way to 28 bank accounts in 63 transactions. Despite the report to the police on the same day, Flutterwave faced challenges as some commercial banks allowed the funds to be moved to other accounts, complicating the money trail. And because they wanted, to, they responded to the breach. Of course, the legal officer of the state criminal investigation department of Banty, Yaba, legal state S.A. Adedeshin, filed a suit in the magistrate court, and it involved multiple banks. This was a big thing. Some accounts holding the stolen funds were reportedly frozen, but the court's final ruling status remained unclear at the time of the reopening. Moving on to social media, Twitter Blue, the premium um, subscription service from Twitter, finally became accessible to users in Nigeria and South Africa. That was a big thing! People were like, okay, show me now, that's my money. i go to that's my money. <laughs> yeah, it's game on March 10, It was initially launched in 2021, that's June of 2021, and Twitter Blue introduced features like page verification. However, Accessibility was limited to searching countries. With Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter, changes ensued and Twitter Blue became available to Nigerians and South African users for 5,000 Naira and 144.99 Rands per month, respectively. Mm-hmm. And the service offered a 12% discount for Nigerian users and a 13% discount for South African users opting for the annual subscription. It was a big deal. It still is, but the thing is, Twitter Blue will show whether or not you box stop. Because if I don't do an annual subscription, right, I can pay for for January and February. In March, I become broke. They take it away. Everybody will know that I'm broke. It's not nice. It's not fair. Let's shift gears to regulatory advancements, right? Nigeria made history by becoming the first African country to adopt open banking regulations. It was approved by the CBN, the Central Bank of Nigeria, in a circular dated March 7, 2023. The regulations aim to foster innovation in the country's banking sector. Open banking allows banks to share customer data with third-party services that service providers like fintechs and mobile money operators to create solutions enhancing financial inclusion and innovation. The regulations outlined responsibility and expectations for third or for banks and third party institutions and as well as customers to ensure consistency and security. Mm-hmm. Well, in a notable ruling by Comesa, that is the common market for Eastern and South Southern Africa, Jumia, which is Africa's largest commerce company, was held accountable for disputes arising from third-party transactions on its platform. Comesa investigation scrutinized Jumia's terms and conditions, and the ruling stipulated that Jumia must clearly indicate whether it is the primary seller and produce and provide sale agreements for third-party transactions customers gained the right to sue Jumia when unable to establish contact with third party sellers reinforcing accountability and trust in e-commerce transactions yes that's good unfortunately not all news is positive in the startup landscape as zumi a b2b commerce based in kenya faced a challenging reality as it announced its closure ceo and co-founder william mccurrin attributed the shutdown to the inability to secure necessary funding in the current macro environment. The closure resulted in the layoff of 150 employees, making a difficult chapter, marking a difficult chapter uh, for the company that had previously undergone a pivot from a digital magazine to an e-commerce platform. Well, the thing is that we're now in Microsoft, right, in the Microsoft news, because Microsoft was among the companies that did a lot of layoffs in in engine industry. So, Microsoft, Africa's development center, as ADC in Kenya, had layoffs as part of the company's global job cuts, affecting employees worldwide. This decision announced by Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella earlier this year aimed to adapt to economic conditions and shifting consumer priorities. Now, the layoffs continuing until Q3 2023 focused on strategic investments while diverting from other areas. And reports of layoffs at Microsoft's ADC Kenya resurfaced with an employee confirming the impact. Why? a product manager at Microsoft ADC Kenya shared his layup experience on LinkedIn assuring it wasn't performance related. However the specific treatment for global employees including those in Africa remained unclear and highlighted the broader economic challenges faced by tech companies and their original offices and that's all on Q1 that's the tech news in retrospect 2023 in retrospect highlighting the tech news right? That is all about Q1 We'll be back with Q2 in a moment. This is Africa Tech Radio. Stay tuned to all our social media platforms and websites, YouTube, everywhere for our latest content. My name is Lillian, your brown sugar. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.